Hey guys, this is Brad Allen and welcome to Outdoor Asylum. Uh, we are here recording and filming at uh, the Cash River Studio at the Elite Duck Call Shop. Here as always with producer Jake Seipert. Jake, how's it going, man? What's up? How are y'all doing today? Uh, doing great, doing great. I want to start off by telling everybody about a sale we're having with Elite Duck Calls. Um, we're going to do 15% off um, for all the guys that are that have been watching the podcast, and we really appreciate you tuning in. We're getting a great response from the podcast. We're having a lot of fun doing it. So uh, please tell your friends about it. Uh, you're watching on YouTube, so hit that like button. Follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you happen to be tuning in. Uh, but uh, share it with your friends. And like I said, for um, for a week, we're going to do from uh, today, September 8th to the 15th, um, if you'll enter the code ASYLUM. Uh, on the website at EliteCalls.net, that'll get you 15% off. Uh, we got some really cool calls, some new stuff that we're doing. River Series, it was pearl inlay, a lot of different acrylic colors, so be sure and check us out. Uh, today, got a special guest with me, uh, Mr. Mike Moncton. Mike, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great, sir. How's it going? Going good. Mike is with Crash Landing Outdoors, uh, an outfitter that is in Oklahoma, um, I am really glad that you're here because I keep hearing everything about hunting Oklahoma. It's not something that I've done. I've hunted all around Oklahoma. I've not actually been there and done some duck hunting, but uh, we've been hearing a lot about how great it is. So I'm ready to I'm ready to hear it from the horse's mouth. Man, it's it's something special. Unfortunately, I haven't had the chance to hunt Canada yet, mm-hmm. but I mean, I've had several people that hunt Canada regularly, and they said it's the closest thing. So I mean, that, hence why you guys from Arkansas keep. Scooting over to Oklahoma. Man, you know, I got a I got a friend that I hunt with a lot, and if we it, it's every time we have a slow day hunting, if we have a slow day, it's going to come up. Man, we got to go to Oklahoma. I got a buddy over there. He's been sending me pictures. They've been killing a lot of ducks in Oklahoma. So I know there's a lot of guys from Arkansas. They're definitely starting to inch into your territory. Oh yeah, there. oh yeah, more and more each year. I mean, the secret's kind of out now. I mean, it was it was kind of a hidden secret for you know ten years ago. You could pretty much hunt anywhere in Oklahoma and it have a banger shoot. But now the secret's out, everyone, I mean, it's like people are saying, it's second best thing to Canada. So Yeah, is it more like Canada because of the number of ducks or the terrain or a little bit of both? Man, a little bit of both. I mean, the, the size of mallards you get, I mean, obviously up in Canada, the group of mallards you get. But, I mean, in Oklahoma, the dry field hunting, the river hunting, I mean, the, the groups are just unbelievable. I mean, if you're looking to shoot greenheads, that's where you want to go. I mean, beautiful that time of the year. So late season Oklahoma, I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, it's too, it's tough to beat. Mm-hmm. When's your season coming in? Do you? So we start November. Uh, this year we're actually starting November 14th. Okay. Um, then we actually have a split. This year they actually changed it, so we got a couple extra days. Uh, so then the split, we have like a week off where we can't hunt. Then it opens back up December 5th. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way to the end of January this year. So okay. we got actually a couple extra days of hunting, so we're all pretty excited about that. There you go. There you go. Um, before we get into, I want to talk about your about crash landing outdoors. I definitely want to hear all about your setup out there. But before we get into that, let, tell me a little bit about you. You know, I, I, I'm a physical therapist by trade. I like to think of myself a little bit as a psychiatrist. So just get comfortable there on the on the couch, and we'll uh, we'll break into your psyche a little bit. Now, perfect. No, and tell me, uh, how'd you get into how'd you get into the outdoors hunting? Is this something you've done your entire life? Well, no, actually, no. So uh, my parents didn't they didn't grow up grew up in an outdoor family. Like dad was from Buffalo, New York. Mom was from San Francisco, California. So not heavy, made it, not, yeah. not heavy hunting areas. No, not at all. So it's actually pretty funny how I got into it. So. A group of my buddies in high school, uh, I was about 15 years old. Well, 
they were all gun ho about it. Went every week, and I was like, man, you guys are crazy. It's freezing. I'm not going to go sit out and shoot a duck. Like, really? Finally, one day, they were like, man, just come with us. It's There's opening day youth. We're going to probably be the only group out there. So this was back in the day when we uh, public land was still, you know, good. But uh, anyone from Oklahoma that's hunts the east side of the state, we went to a place called Billy Creek, uh, youth seasons. We were actually the only group out there. And I remember being out there, and I thought it was the coolest thing. I was like, oh, man, my blind's so good. They're not going to be able to see me. And right when the sun was rising, I mean, there was, I mean, it was like mosquitoes everywhere. Obviously, <laughs> it was still early season, so it's a bunch of teal. Yeah. But, I mean, I was like, I mean, right from the beginning, I was hooked. I was like, this is unbelievable. First group came in. Uh, my buddy's dad that was running with us called the shot. We all stood up. I think I shot one. And from there, I was just gung-ho for it. Mm-hmm. Went home. My mother wasn't very happy because uh, obviously she wasn't a big gun person, but I was like, nope, this is happening. And so <laughs> ever since then, I mean, it's been my passion and it's kind of my getaway and I favorite thing to do. Yeah. How, how old were you when you went on this trip you're talking about? Uh, 15. About so 15? yeah, I've been, I've been doing this for about 14 years. And ever since that day, I mean, there wasn't a day, if it was hunting season, I was, out, I was in a blind somewhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's cool. That's what we talk about a lot here about taking um, taking youngsters hunting because there are a lot of people just like yourself that don't grow up in a family that hunts a lot, you know. So when, you know, take your friends friends with them, you know. That's exactly. Had, uh, my father took me when I was very young, but uh, also ended up taking a lot of my friends and, and created some lifelong hunters the same way that, that you got into it, you know. Oh, you're right. I mean, like you said, I mean, you make your best friends are made in the blind. I mean, there's still two or three of the guys that were on that first hunt with me that are in the room next door. So, I mean, it's it's unbelievable, like you said, the friendships you make. So, mm-hmm. so what did your family do? You you talk about buffalo and and out in California. What type what type of work were they into? Man, uh, well, it's kind of my dad actually. He's worked. He works in the sporting good industry. So, if anyone uh, if you know baseball, he works for Easton Baseball. So he's kind of a sales sales rep for all of Oklahoma, uh, North Texas. And then my mom actually has a pretty sweet gig, so she actually just works for this family and takes care of them, but it's actually, I mean, she's got the hookup, so <laughs> that's kind of what they do. Yeah. Um, I got a brother. He's about 18 months younger than me. Uh, I was actually, I had the privilege to take him on his first hunt, so that was pretty cool. I'll, I'll never forget that, and he's been hooked ever since. He kind of, he moved to Houston, so he became a kind of a city boy, so we had to drag him out every once in a while, but... He's been our good luck charm. Every time he goes, it's a banger. So I'm like, you need to keep coming. Yeah. So no then I got a sister. She's uh, she's actually finished in nursing school. So and then I got another little brother that he's actually uh, in uh, high school. So he's going. Th- he's an athlete. So he's going through the whole COVID thing and that. So unfortunately for him, he had to miss out his first baseball season. Yeah, that stinks. That stinks. But yeah, that's kind of the background of the of the fam. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Uh, kind of work do you do I mean, so, other, other than doing the crash landing stuff yeah so uh i'm actually in the medical field okay so i work for an orthopedic company uh selling medical device uh the company i work for we specialize in upper extremity so it's actually pretty cool i mean i never thought i was going to get into it i always thought i was really going to follow my dad's footsteps and get into the sporting good outdoor mm-hmm. industry i mean i love outdoors i love sports so i went to uco uh university of central oklahoma uh, they actually had a sales program there, and medical sales kept getting brought up. Well, then one of my best friends that I met in college, 
uh, he actually introduced me to a guy. I met him, and he got me involved in the industry, and then the company I'm with now ended up hiring me. So that's what I do f- full-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, you know, I would like Crash to be the full-time gig, but yeah. I'm grinding right now. I mean, if you ask anyone, I'm on the go 24-7, so I don't stop. So <laughs> uh, obviously I have some goals, and like we talked earlier, you got to take some risk, and there's some gamble in life, so that's what we're doing. Yeah. So when you st- – when you got started, did you see, um, did you see this coming? Like as far as being and working with an outfitter, is this something that kind of just fell into your lap, or, or the opportunity kind of just popped up, or is this something you, ever since that first hunt were you thinking about this, trying to find a way you could do it for a living? Man, no. I mean, when we grew up in high school, I mean that was always our goal. I mean we, you know, had the little cheap video cameras making videos. I mean it was actually funny. We found one the other day and. It was like a 30-minute clip that we sent to, like, 10 different sponsors back in the day. Hey, sponsor us. We're the future. Like, come <laughs> on. And uh, so, I mean, it's always definitely been something. Um, obviously, when you grow up, I mean, those your dreams start fading away more and more. And then, uh, you know, it was in college. Uh, you know, we, we did a lot of hunting, uh, had a bunch of really good prime ground. And really what it was is we started realizing to hunt other ground people weren't saying yes. It was get, it was starting to get harder and harder. Like we said, people started finding out the secret. Well, then we started realizing, hey, if we give them some money, they're going to let us hunt. So yeah. that's where we, where we started. We would just take our, you know, our buddy's dad and we'd be like, hey, we have to pay the farmer this amount. Can mm-hmm. you pay for it? And so then they would pay for it. We'd get the hunt for free. Well, then over those, uh, you know, over those few years, we actually were able to establish some really, really good relationships with some, I mean, high quality ground so it all started we took a couple guys and then those guys told their buddies and i mean this is when we were just a mom and pop shop and we had guys i mean most of our clients were from oklahoma you know just Mm -hmm. driving up in the morning hunting and we just realized it started getting bigger and bigger and then uh obviously archie and i we've been best friends uh for a while now uh we grew up playing baseball together we went to the same high school and then him and i we all we've always stayed hunting and then one time after a hunt, you know, we started talking about it. We're like, hey, I think we can make this thing a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have the name. You know, I have the, I'll be here. I can grind it out, do all the grind work, and we can we can get this thing going. Okay. So there's like three of you guys that are partners at Crash Landing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, when we so first started, it was just Archie and I. Okay. Yeah. Archie being Archie Bradley. So Archie Bradley, pitcher, closer. Got to give him a shout out. Archie Bradley, closer for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So okay. check him out. How long has he been with it? With the so he's been. Uh, this is year five. So yeah, he's been up there for quite a bit. So yeah, he's been with the D backs all five years. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And your other partner is. So the other partner uh, is Adam Maris. So he hopped on board uh, not this past year, the year before that. So it was kind of funny how we met, ran into Adam. So obviously Archie and I, I had this gig going. It was just, I mean, a small gig. We had guys coming and staying in hotels. And then we were taking them hunting. Well, one of our one of our buddies actually had a mutual friend with Adam and introduced us to Adam. So Adam, his backstory is he runs a private hunting and fishing uh, guide service in Arkansas. So he was coming over to Oklahoma to start a his private and fishing guide service there as well. Mm-hmm. So he had a lodge uh, that he was letting us use that first year. So that's where the partnership came in. We met Adam. Uh, 
we all saw eye to eye. We all saw the same. We all wanted the same dream. So that's really what caught Archie and I's attention. Obviously, at first is why we wanted to bring him on board. Is like we thought he'd be a huge part. He knows where we want to be. He's already proven that he can do it because mm-hmm. the uh, Spring Valley has been around for ten years. So I mean, he's he's proven that he can do that. Mm-hmm. So we knew he was the guy that we needed on board to uh, if we really wanted to amp up to the level we want to do. Because, like, Archie and I's ultimate goal is we wanted this to be an outpost for, you know, professional athletes to come during the offseason, with obviously Archie being so heavily involved in the MLB. So, yep, Adam hopped on board, and then we actually – it's kind of funny. So he has a lodge, and then – so that's where his private club stays. And then right down the road is we have another connection where – if you guys follow us on social media, we launched our, uh, it's called the Fort Summit Crash Pad. So it's a really slick lodge there, and that's where our clients stay. Okay. So kind of, it's kind of cool. We, we, how we work together is we're able to, you know, accommodate a bunch of land and, you know, run our groups so we can guarantee, you know, putting our clients on the best possible hunt. And we're able to scout for each other because, I mean, if anyone's been out in uh, Oklahoma hunting, I mean, it's not. It's not like a place like Habitat Flats where they have all their spots in one place. I mean, you're you're grinding on the road. We have scouts on the road from sunup to sundown. So that's where we uh, kind of play together as one. And then, yeah, so now there's three of us, and now we're here. <laughs> yeah. So how many people at your lodge? I mean, how many people can you accommodate there? So uh, we can actually accommodate 13. But what we're doing this year, so over the last couple of years – We've been running, you know, a couple of days, we've been running two to three groups. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, over the, shoot, the last six, seven months, the world's kind of really shifted. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, with the whole COVID thing uh, going on, you know, we're all having to adapt to the different changes. Mm-hmm. So, one thing over the over that period of time, uh, Adam and Archie and I, uh, we really wanted to figure out a way how we could separate ourselves. Like we wanted to be different than every other outfitter. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to figure out how we do that. And one thing that we wanted to do is what we're doing now. And obviously, you know, our price is a premium price, but what we're doing now is exclusive one group. So, you know, how the time is now with COVID and who knows when this could end, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people aren't wanting to be around, you know, 20 other random people that they don't know where they've been, what right. they've done. Because a lot of these guys that we have coming in are older gentlemen, which they say are the highest risk. Right. So, and then it brings back to the point, we want to create this atmosphere for, you know, professional athletes to come into this place that they can hunt. And we all know just as good as you do, uh, these guys don't want to be bothered by big groups, you know. They want to come in with their friends, their group, and enjoy their time. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of atmosphere we want to create. So there's really no big, I mean, unless you can tell me, but the research I've done, there's not an outfitter out there that is offering the service that we're offering mm-hmm. with the amenities that we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are those, you know, small and pop shops, but – with the lodge like we have, the amenities, the staff, the chef, I mean, the whole nine yards, you won't find a place like that that's only allowing just one group. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the cool thing that we're doing, changing uh, for this year. So, I mean, it's going to, for one, I mean, it, it makes it easier on our staff. We're only having to, you know, host one group. Mm-hmm. And 
what it does is it makes us give a, that client that ultimate experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've all been to hunt camps where, you know, there's been multiple groups and one group comes in and shoots a bunch of birds. One group comes in and doesn't. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're eliminating that factor now. Yeah. Now, you know, when you're in camp, we're going to only look birds for you. So when you're hunting, you're hunting the best possible spot yeah, we have you get at that the time. prime spot. Exactly. There's not like, hey, sorry, you know, John Joe is in town and he's paying this much, so he gets to hunt this spot. So that's kind of the cool thing that we're doing is the exclusiveness. And then uh, obviously another cool thing that we're doing is, you know, with Archie being so heavily involved with MLB, you know, uh, we are inviting these uh, athletes to come out and hunt with us during the off season. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these guys, I mean, it's hard for them to set the schedule ahead. I mean, I will say we – I'm not going to say any names, but we got some big-time guys coming in to hunt with us that we're extremely excited about. Um, so you guys will soon see during the season. I'm not going to say any names. We're going to save that for the season. But uh, what we're doing is we're offering these guys to come hunt with us, and we're letting these clients know, hey, you know, we're, we're doing this exclusiveness, but we will say – I mean, there's certain clients we won't ask, but we're going to let you know, hey, there could be a big leaguer that comes into camp. Most guys – aren't going to say no to that. If you say no to that, that's fine. We'll ask another group. But that's another niche part about coming to crash landing. I mean, there could be a big-time ball player that just so happened to come in that day and you get to hunt with them. Mm-hmm. Or even like, you know, Adrian Hauser with the Brewers. He's a big involvement. He sits in the blind with us. I mean, he hunted a lot with us last year. I mean, he had – I mean, loved it. Obviously, Archie, I mean, he's out there as much as he can. I mean yeah. – that's that's the cool thing about it is when people when people come out and they see him, I mean, they see him out there. I mean, he's just not, you know, I mean, he's out. He's out grinding too. So a lot of guys are like, man, that's pretty cool seeing that. You know, he's not sitting back and just directing orders, you know. Right. He's helping out. So Getting his hands dirty. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. but we just make sure his right hand stays away from yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They keep the pitching hands exactly. safe at all times. Yep. So yes, you're talking sir. about, you're bringing in a lot of athletes, um, that are that are coming in here to hunt so is it do you have just you know how i word this you know regular customers like if you got a guy like jake and i that are that are not the finely tuned well-oiled machines jake hey yeah easy jake okay like me jake is a finely he's a machine okay you get a guy like me that's not in the best so just just your average guy are you taking clients from anywhere right now oh yeah yeah i mean we're taking yeah so what's really cool is we uh we actually have three different packages so if you look uh we're actually we're in the progress of relaunching our new website so all that will be on our new website Mm -hmm. but right now like on social media you can find our pricing so you know one one package is uh the 850 package 850 dollars a day Mm -hmm. uh that includes you know lodging uh your meals your hunting Mm -hmm. just that's just your basic package Mm -hmm. So if you fly into the airport, well, you know, we'll come pick you up, all that little stuff. And then we're also, uh, it's pretty cool, when you show up this year, everyone's going to have their own locker that you can put all your hunting gear in. And uh, so every client this year will receive a pretty cool little crash swag gear. Uh, you know, a bunch of our partners are throwing in a bunch of cool gear, and then obviously we're throwing in a couple of stuff. So I'm excited for that. And then, so that's our basic package. But we're also – we're, you know, we're going to see how this, these go this year, obviously with the cold COVID, you know, we got people hesitant of how it's going to be, but we're offering another package where, uh, it's also included, includes baseball games. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, you know, it's a little more expensive, but even if Archie isn't on the blind 
in the blind with you during the hunt, you can guarantee him to meet him on the field. So what that package includes is our – this is our pintail package. It's eleven fifty a day. Um, same as your basic package. You get all that. The, that thing's extra is you get two, uh, two tickets. So say you came, you and Jake came. You would get two tickets. He would get two tickets to any, any uh, game that he's playing. So anywhere he's playing, you get two tickets to that game. And then uh, you also get uh, two spring training tickets. So, and the cool thing is when you go to the games, you'll get uh, BP access. You'll get to go on the field. Uh, he'll come over, introduce. I mean, if he didn't get to meet you in the blind, mm-hmm. he'll introduce himself, take pictures. Archie's a big people guy, so mm-hmm. you'll see that when you meet him. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's the uh, that's our Pintel package. Then our Mallard package is our same thing as everything else. Instead, you get three ball game tickets three spring training tickets, and it also guarantees Archie will be in the blind with you all three days. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we offer three different packages. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, when you say, are we open to everyone? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, our, our general package is open to the public. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's cool. I've never uh, – I've been to a lot of these different outfitters and know a lot of guys in the business, but I've never heard of anything connecting, uh, you know, professional sports quite – like you guys are doing here that's that's pretty cool yeah yeah it's it's something different like we said i mean we wanted to figure out a way to separate ourselves from all these great outfitters i mean Mm -hmm. there's a there's a lot of great outfitters i mean in the u.s Mm -hmm. i mean there's a couple that are nearby us that are awesome outfitters and we wanted to really figure out how do we separate ourselves and i think i think we found a new niche and i mean we'll see I saw some of the pictures um, before you came out. I was looking you guys up on social media. Man, the lodge, it looks it looks amazing. I mean, you guys got a great place to stay there. It's uh, it's first class. Yeah, man. Yeah, the lodge, when you come in, I mean, you can't ask for anything better. I no. mean, everything's great. I mean, from from the rooms to the game room, we have a sweet little saloon bar that you can come and hang out. Hopefully, we're watching football this year. Fingers crossed on that. But uh, – yeah, I mean, it's a pretty slick setup. And like I said, I mean, you're going to have your own locker when you get there. So you're going to have that locker room feel, you know, that baseball feel. That's what we're kind of trying to intertwine everything with is like, you know, our slogan is, you know, a major league experience. So when you come there, you're getting a major league experience. And this is what it feels like. I got you. I got you. So what what do you guys actually, you're hunting there. Obviously, you're hunting ducks. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. also kill some Kill some geese is what we're doing. Specs, you're doing Canada's. What are you What are you getting into? Yeah, man, mostly uh, mostly in our area is ducks. Obviously, we uh, I'm a big greenhead guy. I target greenheads, you know. Uh, so we we target ducks. We have a bunch of geese in our area. So yeah, we do a lot of goose hunting. Um, it's really up to the client. Uh, most of the time, mostly everyone wants to shoot geese. I mean, uh, greenheads. Mm-hmm. You do get your occasional clients that want to go shoot geese. So obviously, our main target is a uh, is the green heads, but yeah, I mean, we see, we see everything right where, right where we are. I mean, from snow specs. Now I will say, uh, over the years, it's gradually shifting. I feel like we're starting to see more, you know, lessers and more specs in our area Mm -hmm. compared to what we did three years ago. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we're having to learn to that and how to adapt to, you know, hunting these lessers because they're a lot different than hunting the graders. I mean, we got the graders down, so the lessers, you know, they're starting to trickle over to our area. So those little guys are tricky. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are right on the line then of where the lessers are coming to then. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, yeah. There's a high, There's a main highway that runs right there, and it's kind of funny. It's like everything east, everything west of the highway is like 
you get more more of the geese. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. But then, like, I feel like more of our side of the highway, you're getting more of the greenheads. Mm -hmm. so, How much difference do you have, like, the for those guys that haven't done it, what's your biggest difference in chasing the greaters versus the lessers? I mean, what's is there is there much difference in your setups? And oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, lessers, I mean, it's a numbers game. When you're hunting lessers, I mean, you just, it's a numbers game. And, I mean, you just got to be loud. <laughs> you got to be loud. I mean, and even if you have the best setup, I mean, we've had certain times where we, have, where we think the setup's great and, you know, it's just they just didn't like it. We don't know what it is. I mean, they're tough, but, I mean, it's a numbers game when it comes to them. Those graders, uh, you know, we typically hunt those graders over water, so it's pretty fun hunting. That's one of my – I'm not a big goose guy, mm -hmm. but – when we're going on a goose hunt over water, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, and that's not something everybody gets to do, hunt them over water like that. No, no. Like last year, I mean, I had probably one of the best goose hunts. Uh, I don't know if you know a guy named Ramsey Russell. So he was in camp with us, and it was uh, – we went actually 48 for 48 on big geese. Wow. Actually, I know. I think we take a, we shot about – we shot five uh, five lessers, and two of them were banded. <laughs> there you go. That's, yeah. It's a good morning. Yeah, it's a great morning. They make a big splash, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a – let's just say when they hit the ground, it sounds like a cannonball. Uh, it, it surprises me sometimes when they get back up and start walking around. I will say that. <laughs> a little tougher than what you think. Yeah. So one thing that um, that we enjoy doing on this podcast, I always try to get, get hunters in here. Man, I love hunting stories. That's yeah. one of the cool things about being at hunting camp. I love sitting around the campfire and the stories that come out. It just that's that to me is some of the most fun part about hunting season. So, yeah. oh yeah, if you so tell me, I want to get a couple stories out of you. So first of all, tell me, just this just go with the best hunt. Tell me about the best hunt that you've been on. Oh, best hunt, man! Every time I get asked this question, I feel like I say a different hunt because every hunt has a great <laughs> memory. Um, well, I guess, okay, so the one that just came to my mind, uh, this was, a, it's kind of a funny hunt, but it was, it was probably one of the coolest and most memorable hunts. Um, so there was one day, uh, right before, and this is kind of right, this is right when we were getting into the guiding and stuff, but I remember we were doing a fun hunt. We were going to do it the day after Christmas, and uh, Kyle and I, actually, you met Kyle, he's over in the next room, uh, him and I went and scouted, uh, Christmas Eve, one of our uh, fields was loaded up. So we were like, okay, game on. We're going to go hunt the day after Christmas. So day after Christmas, we we load up. We, we think we're going to field hunt. All we bring is all of our field stuff. So actually one of my buddies, Brenton Washhausen, uh, he brings all of his field stuff up, and we go and hunt the field. And we literally sit in the field and watch about, no joke, five to 8,000 birds land on this pond that, that we can hunt. Yeah. And we're just sitting there like, are you kidding me? <laughs> all right, I mean, because everyone knows if you hunt a field, I mean, it's, it's not an easy setup. So we spent all morning setting that up. So obviously we tried going over there and uh, seeing if we could shoot a couple. Didn't really work out how we planned. So we went into town, grabbed, uh, grabbed some lunch. Well, what was bad thing was Britton had to leave, and he had no floaters with him anyways. So we're sitting there at lunch like, all right, let's call every pawn shop in town. And we're in Ponca City, so – Walmart, they're out. We're calling Stillwater, which is like 30 minutes away. Their academy's out. So we're like, wow, what are we going to – how are we going to go hunt these birds? It's like, we're like, we are going to figure out a way to go hunt them this <laughs> evening, like even if we don't have decoys. And then it was funny. Kyle all of a sudden was like, hey, man, I got a jerk cord in the back of my truck. So we're like, let's go. So there was six of us. We go out there, get out there probably right around, oh, 3 o'clock. 
didn't take long to set up throughout the jerk cord with three decoys. And it was funny. We actually just literally sat on this uh, bank, sat in the shadow. So it was perfect. And I'm not kidding you with the jerk cord. We got set up by like four o'clock. I think we were done by four forty five five with three with three decoys three, and all green heads. Uh-huh. It was one of the coolest <laughs> hunts. I mean, one of the most memorable hunts just because I'm like, dang. I mean, how many people can say they shot? What was it? I think a, we shot a six man. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was awesome. Uh, so that was when you asked me my favorite hunt. That's the one that came to my mind. I obviously have a lot of others, but. That's what I wanted to share. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Three, you wouldn't. That's one of those things. It's very unlikely you're going to take a jerk cord, just three D cords, oh, yeah. and, and do the damage. That's uh, yeah, it was it was dirty. That's pretty amazing. So now let's get into funny stories. These are the best. You know, I love hearing about the great hunts, but I like the funny stories too. The embarrassing moments, which I seem to have more of than anybody else that I know. <laughs> but uh, so what? What about a? You got a good funny story to tell? Man, I got a great one. I've actually I have it. <laughs> actually told anyone live about this so this is pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) i've actually been pretty excited to share this story you got to change some names to protect the innocent no no it's actually not (laughs) embarrassing it's actually just wild it's mind-blowing so mind-blowing so i'll start it off so it was uh it was actually last year this happened all last year so we get to the spot um and the clients (laughs) clients were meeting us there so we get the spot early and it was i mean if anyone was hunting this day, they remember it was one. It was the foggiest day I probably have ever hunted. I mean, we're, we we were hunting a pond that we've hunted multiple times already that year, and we were having it was, it was so foggy we were having to use our GPS to see where we are. We're on the land because we couldn't we couldn't tell. So finally, we're we're driving the ATV and we we pull up and we can hear a bunch of there's a bunch of geese that are roosting on it, and it's so foggy. And all of a sudden, you hear them all starting to get up, and. Uh, I mean, they're flying like, I'm not kidding you, right above me. And I'm honestly, I'm trying to grab them with my hand. I'm like, no way I can do this. Well, then all of a sudden, I hear something hit this tree that's right behind me. And uh, Peyton was with me on that hunt. And uh, I look over, I'm like, Peyton, did that just hit a tree? Did that goose just hit a tree? And he's like, dude, I think it did. So he walks <laughs> over and what do you know? He's like, he lifts it up. He goes, well, boys, we're on the board. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, I've never seen this before, <laughs> but it gets better. So I drive back. I had to drive back to go get some more stuff from the trailer. I get back, and Peyton's like, bro, you're never going to believe what happened. He goes, there were some more geese that were roosting on the pond. And he goes, another one hit a tree. I go, no way. He goes, bro, come check it out. And he shines <laughs> his light on it. It's banded. <laughs> a band i was like are you uh, kidding me i was like heck yeah well and it was awesome because these uh the clients that were hunting was first timers so i go and pick them up i was like hey guys uh just so you know we already got a band and a goose a two geese and a band in the in the blind so they're like man these guys are good <laughs> well who who got the band i mean because you know everybody wants to claim the the banded bird oh well gets shot, so. so for the first time when we don't offer it to the clients i mean that was clearly we got to keep it. So that yeah. one, he's going up in the lodge. So yeah, you'll see him this year. I mean, that's a that's a special story. So every time people ask about that one, we can we can tell that story. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. I mean, I've never I've told that story to many people and everyone is like, Man, I've never heard anything like that. So that's probably the craziest story I have. Killed by an oak tree. Yeah, that's, uh, literally. That's, that's pretty good. Two but, of them, not just one, two. Well, so. did he kill himself? Did he commit suicide before shooting hours or See, you know, it was right at shooting hours. Yeah. So it was so foggy. 
So we were fortunate. That's why we were like, I don't know. I mean, if it would have happened before shooting hours, you know, we were going to call the game, had to call the game board and see what, see what we do about it because we didn't shoot, you know? Yeah. So it was one of those, it was a weird deal. That would but luckily, I mean, yeah, it was, it was during shooting time because it was so foggy. So it's a great story, but it'd been even better had you got checked by the game board that morning. Had the game board shown <laughs> up and you, I mean, cause I could just hear, I could just see the game board rolling his eyes when you say, look, man, I know it was before shooting. That bird knocked his. It's a suicide. That he knocked himself out on a tree. I don't know that you're gonna that you're gonna get out of that. Ticket, yeah, you know, even though you're being honest. We I actually, uh, I have a meeting with them uh, here in a month or so. I'm gonna ask them about that one. I'm gonna see what <laughs> what we need to do in that situation because you know if that happens again, which if it does, I mean, I'd like to make sure we're, we're doing the right thing. Well, you could do it. You'd have to have an autopsy. You know, yeah. there's no steel shot no. there, so um, <laughs> you gotta believe me. We did not shoot this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, yeah, the first goose autopsy uh, on the record for the oh, for gosh. the club. That uh, that would have been a good one. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is something. That's awesome. Yeah, well, it was man, wild. Well, listen, tell if, if people are out there, and I love the fact you're talking about the you know that one group can go and and you get basically free reign of the whole place you know you're you're not sharing it with other groups and stuff so you've got a group coming in and you know you you pretty much get the whole place to yourself top-notch lodging top-notch meals yep. top-notch hunting it like you said the major league experience so if someone's wanting that uh, how do they get in contact with you guys oh man right now i mean uh we have a so we do our our website's still up so you can uh submit there you know, we'll get okay. an email. We'll reach out to you there. Or, you know, my phone number is on our social media. So you can reach out to me by that way. Social so, media social, is Crash Landing Outdoors. Yep, social media is Crash Landing Outdoors. Uh, you know, we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram. We also are on uh, YouTube. So we just launched our YouTube channel this year. Uh, Archie started that. It was really cool way how we kicked it off is how we, uh, with the longest off season ever with him, uh, you know, going back home mm -hmm. after, you know, going to spring training and having come having to come back to the ranch and quarantining out there. So it was a great way how we can start off our series there. So this is just going to lead into eventually, you know, the season of duck hunting. So it's really cool. We have set up, uh, we have a full-time camera guy this year. So we'll be producing videos, you know, weekly mm -hmm. on our YouTube channel. Well, once the hunt season gets here, so, mm -hmm. which will be really cool. So for instance, when you and Jake come and hunt with us, I mean, we're hoping to have a video out the next week of your guys' experience from the week before. So okay, cool. that's kind of that's the game plan for now. I, I can't wait, man. I'm looking forward. You guys uh, take us out of my first uh, Oklahoma hunt. I'm oh, looking. I'm looking forward to seeing everything. It's uh, oh, you're gonna have that date circled on the calendar every year. Just wait. All right. Well, I'll circle on. The, I won't circle on your calendar. Make sure that. Uh, make <laughs> oh, sure we'll, that we'll be there. able to get you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. One more thing before we go. We're sitting at a card table. We got to have a quick game. So we've been having a game of war. And I'm not going to tell you what we're playing for until after we see who wins. Okay. Uh, why don't you go ahead and cut the cards for us? I get excuses of cheating if I win every time. Oh, you win every time? No. Every time <laughs> I win, I'm accused of cheating. Oh, okay. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that often. So, all right. What you got? Let's see here. Four clubs. That's not good. Nine of diamonds. All right, man. All right, I get a free hunt from uh, Crash Landing and uh, $10,000 that he owes me for this. I think it's, uh, <laughs> oh, man, it's been, uh, 
been a great day. Man, listen, I appreciate you making the drive coming down here. It's been a lot of oh, fun. Man. We got all you guys around here. We're going to be uh, blowing some duck calls and having oh, yeah. some fun today. So it's uh, it's going to be great. But uh, oh yeah, everyone everyone's pumped for this. I mean, this is the this is the one partnership all of our guys really look forward to. Obviously, you know, their call is one of their most important things. So. They're 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 pumped about this. I will say that. Well, we're excited about getting them outfitted, and uh, like I said, look forward to hanging out with you guys. Some really appreciate you making the trip, man. Thanks yeah, a thank lot. you. I'm Enjoy looking it. forward to this relationship. Yeah.